Join hands with Scotty Friday from noon to three as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio discussing FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. I got a question for you. All right. Why do I get this stuff? Patrick, do you know, and they list a name, and it's on LinkedIn? Because they want you to use their website? So do I know Dylan Corbett? No, I don't. He's a health and wellness coach at Verizon Wireless. Do I know Jason Hewlett? Well, yes, I do. He's an entertainer. You know Jason Hewlett. You've seen him perform. He does Vegas shows. Yeah, and did a uh, Christmas party. He did a Christmas party. Right, right, right. He's wildly entertaining. Yeah. Yes. So, I yes, I do know. Do you know David Locke? I do. Why do I get this? Because they're trying to get you to use their service. Do I have to pay for it? Yuck. LinkedIn's base is free. You can upgrade, obviously, to their elite status, whatever they want to turn <laughs> They will be. separate you from your money if you yeah. so choose. Yes. But you can use it. It's supposed to be a social network for professionals. Well, I'm not a professional. Actually, you are. You are. Just a dude. Who is a professional. Doesn't get, <laughs> doesn't get recognized. Who happens to be professional. Doesn't get does. recognized. Every time you go to a golf tee. Hey, are you PK? No, no, no. I mean recognized by the professionals that give away awards oh, like you do. Your peers. You have a whole wing. The East Wing. It's known as the Shrine. <laughs> Does it have a separate moat around it? No. He's not that bodacious. One moat is enough for any man. <laughs> wow. You're welcome. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> now back to what you were saying. Uh, you chased a trailer today. I'm thankful for my nomination as the official tailgate trailer of DJ and PK. I likewise fully reject said nomination, for which I'm very thankful, I might add, in solidarity with PK. <laughs> That's funny. That's well done. I'll give it to him. Yes, that's good. That's good. Oh, man. I got one. I turned Touch him on. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. You keep saying the Utes have a weak non-conference schedule, the Cougs being one of those games. Then on other days, you say how much the game needs to stay. Make up your mind, dude. I think that I don't care if the game stays. It doesn't matter to me. I, mean, I, I, I just don't care. But I think for, for Utah, because of what you said, I believe that there is, to a degree, and it's a varying, but I definitely believe that there is a Pac-12 bias. And it's the Gonzaga method of scheduling. Gonzaga schedules a beast non-conference. Well, the Pac-12 doesn't get the respect, so schedule up in non-conference. So BYU could stay, but it needs to be your B game. Yes, that is the exact point I was waiting for you to come up to here to make. There's nothing wrong with BYU on the schedule. The pro- I think there's actually a lot of things right about BYU on the schedule, and I think it should stay on the schedule, but it shouldn't be the toughest game. No. For the place the Pac-12 is now, it shouldn't be. Now, you can say Clemson, the ACC blows, and South Carolina is their equivalent you know, in-state rivalry game. South Carolina is not very good, so why is it okay for them and not for you? Is Because the USC game. Utah has a loss. If Clemson had a loss, they'd be in trouble. I was watching some of the college football stuff this week, and they were going through underrated scenarios because everybody's looking at the Auburn-Alabama game. Utah, Oklahoma, Oregon until they lost, Baylor. 
you got to root for Auburn to beat Alabama. It's going to open doors. But And they were doing this thing where they were talking about underrated. Underrated, what if Clemson, and they shouldn't, but what if they get surprised in the in-state game or in the ACC title game? And the point was, their schedule is weak. They don't have a marquee win. It would be a bad loss. And they could fall out of the tournament and open a spot for somebody else in a heartbeat. It probably won't happen. Clemson will probably be 13-0. and Yes. Although they do play USC. The other USC. <laughs> for those of us who grew up in the West, that's not USC. And stop saying that. You're not USC. You're South Carolina. Stop saying that. But if you grew up in that part of the country, apparently everybody uses that, which I just found weird. They do. And I don't call the USC Southern California either. And I know Southern Cal has the ball. And you're like, okay, that announcer grew up in the East. Because literally nobody in Southern well, they, California calls them Southern Cal. They tell you in your game note, their game notes not to call them Southern Cal. Yeah. And yet? I call them SC. <laughs> You know what's one of the baffling things in the world all these years? Suppose you have a a moderately ranked team come into your place, Mm -hmm. and they beat you. So number 18 in the country comes in and beats you? Yeah. Why then? So they're the visiting team. Mm -hmm. Why don't the home team fans in the fourth quarter, when it's obvious they're going to lose, why don't they chant... Underrated. Because <laughs> they've left. <laughs> Underrated. Because they're disgusted and they left and they're on social media but trying to fire their coach. But we always hear overrated. Fire, name of coach, insert here. No, you should build here. up your program. Hey, these com. guys were underrated. It's one of the mysteries in sports. There's plenty of mysteries in sports. And that's one of them. Why don't they chant underrated? Underrated. You hear what I'm saying? If one fan base could get their act together one time and do it, it'd probably be easier in basketball than football, smaller venue, fewer people can be heard. That would get so much run. That would get so much run for fill-in-the-blank school, whichever group of fans pulls that off. But they can't because they're too bitter they lost. you got to think about it. Hey, this team is really good. You you literally get national attention out of well, that. Well, that, that's what the Ute fans, you're sixth in the playoff. A lot of you think you should be fourth. So, Saturday night, they're <laughs> kicking the crap out of Colorado. Underrated. <laughs> yes. Underrated. And 20,000 years. Like that? 20,000 years are going to go out to San Francisco. You're going to go to Santa Clara. You're going to be at that game. When Utah has got the ball and Moss is running for six yards of carry and they're running out the clock on their 10, 14, 17-point win, whatever it is, if 20,000 fans with the only game on TV, that'll be the game. Friday night, sure. That'll be it. Yeah. And Ute fans start chanting, if half of them are chanting, Ducks, and the other half are chanting, underrated, Ducks, under, the national media will pick up on it. You'll be the talk. You can thank me later. Again, I don't need the credit. Come on, Moss. Come on, Moss. You got two weeks to get this. You got a week and a half. I need the credit. Let's go. You got a week and a half, Moss. You want to separate yourselves? Here's your chance. Chant underrated. Moss, you got the third down thing? You're going to be running up and down the aisles with that? Have the underrated thing. Let's go. Let's get it organized. What what network is doing this game? I think it's Fox this year, but it alternates, so I'll have to check. I believe it is Fox. No, no. I mean this Saturday. Oh, ABC. It's ABC. 530 ABC. Well, so they're going to have uh, ABC crew in. It's Steve Levy and Bob Brian Greasy. Yeah, Steve Levy and Brian Greasy. Underrated. Yeah, they'll be they'll they'll pick up on that. Yeah, Steve Levy's a guy who would pick up on that. Practice the chant this week against Colorado. <laughs> Perfected for Oregon. 
And that's the That'd way you hilarious. And TV people want to be loved. It's just inherent in their blood. They so get they're fired. Not, they're they not, get fired if they're not. They're it not going to go against you. They're going to just amplify it. So you're going to see all sorts of love from Mark oh, yeah. Levy and uh, Brian Greasy. And and then that'll put Feinbaum on the defensive. Right. They'll have to answer for that on some national TV get, show. Get, tell Marv Levy ahead of time that he needs to be saying that, right? Marv Levy? Yeah, you just told me Marv Levy and Brian Greasy Marv were doing Levy. the... Yeah. I'll, Marv. I'll, I'll let Marv know. Marv Levy. He just told me Marv Levy was think, doing a game. I think he told you Steve was. Steve Levy. Okay, Steve Levy, who's that? He's I know been Marv Levy. ESPN ABC personality for Sports 20 years. Center, yeah. yeah, he's been around forever. Big hockey this. guy. Loves his hockey. Yeah. Yes, he Marv would be the 85-year-old former coach of the Buffalo Oh, and now you got ageism all of a sudden? People call you old, and you're calling Marv Levy old. Oh, that's different. He is, and I'm not. Bud Grant rolled out. He's like 87 years old, and he had a golf shirt, and it was minus two. He's a stud. Let's get him in our force. <laughs> that's a legend right there. <laughs> and I way underestimated him. Marv Levy is 94. Right. Bring him out. Bring See. him out. Come on, Marv. Let's golf. So you got Marv Levy and Brian Greasy. Marv would outdrive me. That's Shant. the problem. Underrated. underrated. It'll be a hit. It'll be the first time that's ever been chanted. You are on in a stadium. This is your gen- you should be sportscaster of the year. That was awesome. Uh, obviously, that I mean the better. friggin' award should be named after me. That's understood. That. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, take it to one more level. I should get. Level. This should be the first year that we only have one winner because I also write. And these stupid awards, they don't. They're very slow to acknowledge websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are this year, though. That's about time. Yeah. So I should win both of there's, them. There's four finalists, and one of them is from The Athletic. And why the hell am I not a finalist there? Stop. Stop. The great work I do in, in the written form, too. I'm a multimedia superstar here, in addition to marketing. And that's something you're thankful for. And so for folks up at the U, you guys listen. Harlan, I know you listen. I know. Uh, go ahead, get out there. Have the Moss and the fans chant underrated. It'll they'll need a storyline because it'll be twenty eight to one by halftime. To one, yeah. Canadian football rules are not going to return a punt out of the end zone. Well, you got that's a rogue. Montez and Chenault will do something, you know. I'm and glad you know that this too, other right? kid Brown is a decent uh, receiver for I'm all about uh, the Grey Cup for Colorado. He's he's you know, I've seen him play. He's good. And so you got that going on there. I think he's a grad transfer, the brown kid, but he's good. So they, they should have s- at least score a, a point or two, the offense. Okay, give the offense will score two points. It'll be 28-2. to two. The offense will not score the safety. You just keep doing this on purpose. It's very well done, though. I'm doing impressed. what? I'm talking about the offense will get some kind you're of point on the You're talking out the side of your neck. That's what you're doing. Well, that's an improvement. I've gone north. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Talk about that team down south. <laughs> so you'll need some kind of storyline. The announcers, Marv and Brian, will need some kind of storyline. You might as so, well make it Bob. You already made it Marv. Make it Bob. <laughs> so Marv Levy and Bob Greasy join us now. They'll, they'll be need, calling the game. Right? And who, who's the sideline gal? I believe Luganville, Tom Luganville is actually their sideline guy. Al Luganville will be the sideline <laughs> guy. <laughs> you can come up with somebody for everybody. So we got Bob and Marv and Al, and they'll need storylines. And if the crowd starts chanting underrated, they'll they'll catch on. It'll be so dumb. You'll have, what, 47,000 folks chanting underrated, right? 
and it'll be so dominant. It's like anytime you go to a basketball game and you hear the crowd chant BS and the announcers don't want to acknowledge it because you can hear the word BS being said, so they try to ignore it because it's profanity, but you can obviously sit at home, you can hear it because they don't like to call. Hi, Wyoming. We, we've all been there every time, right? And whenever it happens, they ignore it. Well, now if you chant underrated, they'll pick they don't up have, on yeah, it. Yeah, they don't have to ignore that. Right, and it'll be the storyline is why aren't this, why isn't this team who's just been destroying people for eight weeks save a misleading five-point win against Washington, which is actually bigger, that one they own the game in the second half for sure. They'll have to discuss it, and it'll go, and it'll start gathering momentum. And R.C. Slocum will hear about it. Now, you may ask, why does R.C. Slocum need to hear about it? Why does R.C. Slocum need to hear about it? Because he's on the committee. The former Texas A&M coach. Yes. And there was a time, Kurt Cragthorpe, when he was the sports editor of the watchdog yeah we had a guy named rc there yes and he was the only the cragthorps were the only brothers in america who had on their staffs guys named rc because cragthorpe's brother worked at AM under rc slocum and we had at the tribune and rc roberg who wrote the bowling column? He did. And I've never forgotten that. <laughs> I remember moving here and looking at the Trib and the D News and like, yeah. man, two papers. There's a lot of sports here. There's even a bowling column. One of the IT guys was petitioning to allow him to write a darts column. I was all for it. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted a darts column? Yeah. Kind of give you the English feel. Well, you go to pubs and you throw darts. It's a very English thing to do. Chris that McDonald's actually is tele- a great that, idea. That thing's actually televised. And every once in a while, you'll flip it around, you'll see it here. Yeah. They'll televise. These guys will be up there just shredding it. So I'm going to go out on the field at halftime. And after they show that crazy lady doing her silly dance, blah, 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 You're blah, You're going to start the chant. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, and I'm going to have two signs. I'm going to have under and rated. And they're going to go. And then we're going to have 47,000 people chanting underrated. And then the announcers are going to have to be forced to acknowledge it. This, from now on, I've, sorry, you fans, for my negligence. I've come around. I am going to champion your cause of getting in the playoff. I am on your side. I hope I win the Patrick R. Kinahan Memorial Sportscaster of the Year Award, but I, I think it's going to go to Bowler. I'm like Soul, who's now become Paul. <laughs> converted. Yes, I'm converted. You're blinded by the youth's greatness? I used to be Saul, but something happened on the road to Rice-Eccles, and I am now Paul. I think you had to stop for a track train. <laughs> Something happened on Fort South on the way to the cycles. I have now become converted. I used to be Saul saying, nah, they got no chance, snowball's chance in hell. Now I'm Paul. They are going to the playoff. I've come around. Cancel everything I've said. Well, then I hope Auburn takes down Alabama. It doesn't matter what the prophets of old said. It matters what the prophet today says. And on that note, the Utes are in. Things you're thankful for, the next commercial break. (laughs) Hopefully it'll break PK's role. DJ and PK, stay with us. I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, and we taking the game at a time. I'm not worried about MVP, you know. If it come, it come. I'll be satisfied, but I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. That's, That's a team award, and that's what I want. 
There's Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. Second best record in the AFC, but they've already beaten the Patriots and are looking awesome. He's been getting mentioned for MVP, but it's making it clear the Super Bowl is priority number one. Everything else is gravy. DJ and PK reminding you to purchase Ford Fans on all you can eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fans on all you can eat tickets now. All right, PK, we've been talking about a lot of stuff this morning. Time to get to it. The football playoff committee comes out with their rankings, and to no one's surprise, the Utes are sixth. Oklahoma is seventh. They put the other once one-loss teams, Minnesota and Baylor, there at eight and nine. There were plenty of people stressed that now that a second win over Baylor for Oklahoma will look even better and vault them into the top four should Georgia lose to LSU. Oh, I believe that for weeks. I know you have. And now other people are starting to see the same possibility. Baylor's got to beat Kansas this week at Kansas, but they probably ought to be able to do that and solidify their spot. They yeah. might even move up a spot because Minnesota might lose to Wisconsin. That seems like oh, a pretty, not pretty good matchup. That's a toss-up. Wisconsin's 12 or 13. I've believed all along that Oklahoma was Utah's biggest threat. Brand name could have a conference title, which Alabama cannot have, and they got a high-profile quarterback, which Alabama no longer has with the Tua injury. Yeah. So oh, all man. those things. I almost think that if Tua was still healthy, it would be a lock that Oklahoma would get in. Why? Because they would fit, like to pair them up. Well, yeah, but they're not going to get both Oklahoma and Alabama in because they got three unbeaten's. See, there's the whole thinking is I put the Utes that. in and pair those two up in the Sugar Bowl. No, I what I meant earlier in the season when the they oh get, when you thought there was still a chance yeah. that they could be oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. early in the year before Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Yeah, an Oklahoma-Alabama semifinal. Right. That would have been juicy. Right. Jalen Hurts against his own team. Yeah, I'm talking when they were both undefeated, undefeated at 5-0 right. and or 6-0, and whatever they were, it seemed to me that that was what right. they were going to do as long as they were allowed to do it, yeah. that that was a no-brainer. Well, if Georgia, if Georgia beats LSU and gets in, or if Utah gets in, then uh, count on an Alabama-Oklahoma Sugar Bowl. And, and this is just an absolute guess, but I do not think that Georgia's going to beat LSU. I don't either. But I don't know that. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. There's three or four things the Utes need to have happen, and that's probably the most probable one. Which is why I defaulted to Oklahoma, LSU because it was the most probable. Oklahoma, and there's actually two chances, because Oklahoma's got to play Oklahoma State this week, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's at Oklahoma State. Not yeah. that you know, there's a lot of travel for an in-state game, but nonetheless, it'll be their crowd. And then the title game in the rematch with Baylor. Can Oklahoma lose one of those? And obviously, the one everybody in the country, because everybody either loves or hates Alabama, Nobody's really neutral on those guys. Can Auburn take down Alabama? See, I think I think Utah has a decent chance to overcome Alabama. I'm not as of the they're the third worry for me. Oklahoma one, Georgia two, Alabama three. But in the whole built in bias deal, Alabama has the biggest advantage. What Alabama isn't gonna have is a conference championship. Right. And if Utah goes out and just pace Oregon Drags them up and down the field for three hours. Yeah. I think they get it. Treats them like they're UCLA. And, and Georgia and Oklahoma lose. I think the Utes get in. Yes, I can see that. But Because you see them getting in in front of Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma could have a win over an eight-win no, team. No, no, no. If Oklahoma wins its next two games, I believe that they'll be the fourth team. Unless Georgia beats LSU. If Georgia beats LSU, then I think Georgia's the fourth. Georgia, team, yes. Georgia is the one who controls. And they've got, their own they got destiny. Georgia Tech this week, usually, right? They Which got, should be a blowout because Tech's bad this year. Right. 
Right. They had some good teams under Paul Johnson. Not great, but good. But they went away from him, and they're hurting. Yes. So Georgia ought to handle that. And then it's LSU in the title game. So Georgia's the first option. They control their own fate there. Sitting in the four spot, if you take down undefeated LSU. And they should. I don't LSU, have any problem with that. Then you're in. They got all sorts. Of, they'd have two top ten wins right off the top of my head, and I'd have to look at the rest of their schedule. Uh, and it will overcome a double overtime loss to South Carolina. Georgia would have three top 15s, right? Because mm-hmm. they have Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And they'd have Florida. And LSU. And they'd have LSU. I mean, what more and then want? depending on where Auburn finishes, they've got them. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Alabama. They're ranked. Auburn's ranked. But yeah, with the loss to Alabama, they'll they're drop. They're going to have four. They're going to keep them out. No. No. Plus, they got the SEC thing built in. And then they got the Golden. SEC title, which is almost an automatic qualifier a la basketball. So, yeah, they would be in. And it, I think that, though, you're looking for change in the system. Utah going 12-1 and one and not getting in will spur change. How about Utah and Oklahoma both going 12-1 and one and not getting in? It could happen. Mm, I guess so. I mean, the, yeah. the committee's given the SEC three of the top five spots. They're kind of telegraphing their intention. They want to put two SEC teams in. They think two SEC teams deserve it. They want to put them in. You can argue that, but I don't see how you can possibly argue with a straight face when they got three of the top five spots right now. They don't want to put the Pac-12 and the Big 12 in. They're sending that message. They may end up doing it, but they don't want to do it. Uh, I think that's too strong. I agree with you on the first part that they want this rather than they don't want that. I don't think they would have any problem putting this year Utah is if they making, felt Utah deserved it. This year is making the argument for yeah. we need a six or eight team tournament. And if I'm a Ute fan and I wake up next uh, a week from Sunday because they announced it about 11, I figure Ute, most Ute fans will go on all-night binges and so they'll wake up late. That's uh, why you don't win sportscaster of the year awards. Well, right yeah, because I speak truth, <laughs> and so and that too. If they don't get in, I would have like maybe a five percent disappointment. I just think that as long as one, I win the the, the right, Pac twelve, right? So two thousand four and two thousand eight, similar stories. And Ute fans certainly savor those seasons, savor those teams, and those star players who made it happen. But there's still this twinge. You know, if we'd been in the big time, we'd have really gotten our shot. So you get into the Pac-12, you rally on the steps with the commissioner back when you liked him, and even he knew that wasn't going to last. He commented on it then. And now here you are in your ninth year, and you're in the big time, and you're about to win your conference, and you still don't get to the grown-ups table. you got to go to the kids' table. And I get the kids' table is the Rose I disagree completely. I know you do, but there's a large segment of you fans who don't think want the playoff. 5% disappointed. It's it's an opinion poll. It's not a competition-based. It's entertainment. Did you look at the... the ratings for the Pac-12, Utah and Arizona had like only 500,000 folks. I mean, hardly anybody saw the game. Yeah. It's, it's stuff that you can't control. And it's just based on beauty, alleged beauty. It's not even real beauty. It's alleged beauty. It's, it's a popularity contest. Real beauty would be an 18 playoff with all five commerce champs in. And then spots for whatever SEC runner-up looked awesome, Notre yeah. Dame if they're great, whatever. And then, hey, go beat the snot out of somebody in the Rose Bowl and finish 13-1. Penn State beat the crap out of yeah. them, finish 13-1. and one. And then it's better off than that than going to the playoff and losing one or two of the games. 
and end your season with a loss, end it with a win, everybody's happy, eh, let them have their party, screw them. Kyle's resume will be win Fiesta Bowl, win Sugar Bowl, win Rose Bowl. That's a pretty good resume. like the way that sounds. Uh, enjoy him while you still can. Yep. All right, other things we've talked about. Uh, BYU looked like they ran out of gas. They played really well, I thought, in the first half against Kansas, and they were right there. They're in the game. It was competitive. looked good. And then couldn't make threes in the second half. A lot of them were short. It was just a classic sign of you're not that deep, you don't have your big guys, you're living and dying by the three, and you're playing this uber-talented team. And they miss threes, and they lose by 15. And they ran a clip, which had already been out there on social media. Jay Billis, the 94-foot walk with Yoli Childs, and they chat about whatever. And they chatted about BYU. And what was the word that he used? Was it the hardest thing, the most difficult thing? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Basically, and, and, what don't you like? Yeah. And Yoli Childs talked about not being able to grow a beard, which ironically, the same week, sitting at a press conference with a beard is Bronco Mendenhall, which the message it sends, which some of you will embrace, but some of you will reject, but the message it sends is, People want to work at BYU or go to BYU, and so they'll put up with the silly rules. But the second they can, at pro day for numerous football players, they're growing beards. The coach leaves, and the team thinks, you know, he's a straight arrow and all that. Grow a beard, coach. says, as long as you win, I will. And that's Broncos' message. They win the division if they beat their arch rival. They're eight oh, and three. Man. I'm hoping they win, and then they get Clemson. I hope they beat Clemson so that he can wear it for a month. <laughs> <laughs> they would go to the Orange Bowl, and he's got yeah, he's got it for a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six weeks, baby, because it looks like he's had it for a week or two already. Uh, and but, I'm sure he's got some message, high ranking church position because they always like to have celebrity. But the message: your rules are archaic. Yes, they're ridiculous. It's a bad look. It is. I mean, Jay Bill is like, what? And then he comments on Celius's mustache. I wonder if he had a mustache card. It just makes you look stupid. It makes you look too odd. And I get it. You want to be a weird and peculiar people because you want to be different. But you got so many folks in your faith who are growing the beards. And they're fine. It's, from what I've read, it's a leftover from the Vietnam era. And the people who are growing facial hair were against the war and against law and order. And blah, blah, blah. and you didn't want to associate yourself visually with those people, so you made everybody shave. But that was 50 years ago. Those people Let are all go. dead. And what is what has that got to do with the faith and spirituality now? Is it what, somebody, was it Ernest T. Wilkinson? I've heard that name. Yep, Ernest Wilkinson. Yep. He drew up the rules? Yeah, the honor code was a relic of his era. Well, is Ernie president. still living? Can we get him on the phone? I believe he is passed on. Yeah, I bet she's got a beard over there now. I mean, all the pictures of Jesus, he's got facial hair. What are you thankful he's for? He's white. That's debatable. I don't know about that. What are you thankful for? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. isn't. I don't know. We got a whole list here. You're, like DJ, is he or isn't he? Your feedback coming up. You are totally in a random association right now. You just it's bounced. The day before Thanksgiving. You just bounced and from today is the 10-year anniversary. to Ernest Wilkinson Ernest to Jesus T. Wilkinson, to DJ. Not boom, 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 boom. Well, I go to Jesus to DJ very often. I mean, uh, it's very easy con- uh, just transition. Today, 10 years ago tonight, Tiger Woods got smacked upside the head with a two-iron. Where were you when you heard the news? Yeah. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines brought to you by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback, all the stuff you're thankful for, coming up next.
And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Another show comes to an end. Comes to an end. It's time to hear from you. Is this live right now? From your calls, tweets, and open mics, this is the best feedback of the day. This is why we lost the game. Presented by Strong Audi on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hi, this is Lisa. I am a big fan of Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams. I'm going to quote him to all Ute fans who think they're going to win the national championship. I don't do stupidity. There's Lisa stirring the pot. <laughs> oh, brother. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. All right, your feedback, all the stuff you've been saying today. We've been looking for stuff that you are thankful for here as we approach Thanksgiving. That the Utes and the Jazz have made sports really exciting in the state of Utah. Oscar posting that. We're with you on that, Oscar. You know what we like? Winners. Yeah, and uh, you got to give credit for BYU for rallying. I mean, you really can't throw back eight wins this season. I know. Well, they should have ten. I get it. But, you know. Two fourth quarters on the road. You won two OT games, too. Going for win number eight at San Diego State Saturday night. That, that's a decent season for sure. Aggie fan Alex, I'm thankful for Coach Smith and Coach Anderson. Craig T. Smith got the Aggies nationally ranked. Got a lot of winning going Anything on. Anything less than the Sweet 16 is a bitter disappointment and a big-time choke for the Aggies. <laughs> I was with you on bitter disappointment, big-time choke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't even know who they're playing yet. That doesn't matter. They have to play Utah State. Now Utah State has to play them. They'll be heavily favored. You got Sam Wham Bam Merrill. You got Keta or Keta. I don't I know how to pronounce it. I can see favored in the first game. You think they're going to be heavily favored in the second one? They'll be top 10 by then. Hmm. Who's going to beat them? We'll see. We'll see what they get seated. Oh, they should get no lower than a four. Steve says, I'm thankful for plain and simple being alive. Ah, ah, ah. Never take your health for granted. Oh, for sure, yes. It's the most important thing. That's why I tell you to back off the cupcakes. Yep. Uh, We got a few answers. I mean, you're funny people, but you know we can't read those on the air. What? Uh, I can't read them on the air. Oh, you just said that? Yeah. Cody's thankful for Quinn Snyder. The mighty Quinn. Yep. Brent is thankful for Jay Hill. We got a lot of coach thankfulness going on here. Done a heck of a job building that Weaver program. Three straight conference titles. Yeah. How about got that, a, a buy and seated for two home games. Again. No more dad last year? Yes. Because they lost to Maine in the quarterfinals at home. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. And they would be hosting round of 16 in a quarterfinal at home. Yeah. Only go on the road if the two-seed James Madison is still there. If there's any upset in that quarter of the bracket, then Ooh, they'd be they, home again. They've got some uh, revenge with uh, Jimmy Montana. Madison. 
Well, they got in the quarters, they could see Montana, who is the only team to beat them in the Big Sky this year, and they drilled them. They did. And then if they win that, they could get James Madison, who beat them two years ago in a heartbreaker in the playoffs back there in the quarters. Remember it well? All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are out of time. You have a great Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you Friday morning. We will be here. Actually, we won't be here in studio. We'll be in Woods Cross. Murdoch Chevy. We'll see you there Friday on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.